Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So we've been speaking to Ask Africa for about a year now, and they've been, um, you know, monitoring a few things via research, market research that they've been doing, and essentially just looking at how um, society, this particular society, South Africa, is managing through the lockdown and the impact it's had on finances, on homes, and so on. And they've done just a massive study very recently. Um, this is their biggest one yet. To, to give us a sense of, of what has happened over the past year, Andrea Redemeyer is the CEO of Ask Africa. She's on the line with us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Andrea. Welcome. Hi, Pamela. Thank you for having me back. Th- this is an extensive one. Um, what were you looking to find? So we just really wanted to look at everything we've measured over the last year and see how our, our citizens are doing. Mm. And there's been quite a number of shifts which which I found interesting and which um, largely I'm very happy about. Are we getting better or or have we sunk into our depression more? Um, Pamela, I do think we're getting better. So the level of depression is still at around 21%, mm. which is high for a country. It's about one in five people feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but all other indicators have improved. Mm. So um, the fear has dropped from around 25% to 13 The optimism has um, improved. People are less discouraged, less irritable. So I see an upswing in mental health, which mm. I'm very relieved about. That's interesting. Because when people, mm, oh, no, I beg your pardon. Please go ahead. Go ahead, Andrea. When people feel mentally strong, mm. you know, they're able to find work, they're able to do well at work, they're able to take care of their families, and that's essentially what a country needs. Mm. What has loss done to us, the grieving? What has it done to, to our mental health? Well, well, the mental health, as I say, has, um, has taken a sharp dip, mm. especially with fear. And as you know, humans can't function whilst they're fearful. Mm. But the interesting bit has been that we try to see with Ubuntu being such a core South African value or asset, mm-hmm. how has Ubuntu affected how people cope? And it's quite clear that those um, with a stronger sense of um, being able to go to to their community and families have generally coped better. Whereas about, so it's close to, I'd say, two-thirds of our country who have that. Mm. The other third who generally, who don't feel that they've got someone to go to, struggle with, with, um, you know, just being on their own, not knowing where to go. Yes, exactly. is it that people are reaching out to family strictly or is it just a community kind of thing? Is What are you finding? Well, it, it seems quite clear that 91% of our citizens say family is the most important part to their lives and their ability to cope. Mm. But even so, men turn to families mm-hmm. whereas women turn to friends, which Isn't I found quite interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, very interesting. And and I have a I my feeling is that it's all got to do with pride. Possibly, possibly. I mean, you you, you actually have, um, you know, categorized people and how they relate to one another and where they were able to get help. And and you've done that by way of race. That's an interesting one. Tell me about what you found. So, so the races sometimes um, show quite big differences in, in coping mechanism and social structures. So we can see, for example, that our 
young um, black citizens are in, in Pumalanga and Limpopo and even Northwest um, are, are less likely to, to be, you know, um, living all the sanitation behaviors, for example. Um, the, the colored community showed quite a difference, um, especially in, initially, with the willingness to follow all the sanitizing protocol. Um, the the um, white metropolitan citizens were incredibly fearful initially. Um, so we've seen huge differences in the regions and in the provinces, race, age, all of it. And in how they are then responding to, to what yes. needs to be done. I'll, I'll be back with more of this, Andrea. Let's just take a quick break and, and go to the headlines um, at 2.30. And I'll also come back with more of your calls and your comments as well on um, 011-714-2006. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Still talking to Andrea Rodemey, a CEO of Ask Africa. They've conducted a, a really extensive research into how we are doing. Um, this has been a year-long tracking of, of how South Africans are coping during lockdown and some interesting facts. Um, so she's with us this afternoon. Andrea, we were talking about how you have segmented certain communities and how they've responded to to what needs to be done during COVID. Just, I think you spoke about Limpopo, was it in Pumalanga initially? Um, Pumalanga and Limpopo. So and what was, what what was going on there? Um, well, it looks like um, where initially a year ago, mm-hmm. the, the metropolitan citizens were really sticking to the rules and were quite fearful about COVID. Um, but the rural uh, or the, the counterparts living in deep rural areas just weren't. And that seems to still be the case at the moment. So when I read um, that the DG Butelezi from Department of Health on Saturday said, we seem to have a third wave showing its head in Free State, Limpopo and Pumalanga, I thought that that's exactly what we saw in the perception mm, research, mm, mm, mm. Um, where, where citizens in those areas are less likely to stick to the preventative measures. And Pamela, it seems to be a social thing. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a in those communities that don't um, support the preventative behaviours, mm. there's a fear of stigma. Oh. So when you're going to your family and you're wearing a mask, oh. or you're going to your family and you don't want to hug, okay. you're seen as weird. Okay. So so okay. that's what they try to avoid. So stigma is quite an issue particularly for those that um, don't want to stick to their sanitation behaviors. In fact, they, they, there's such a big difference between those groups that those that don't do the um, preventative uh, behaviors mm-hmm. do it only a third or less of the time which the others do, which of course is an issue for super spreaders, you know. I'm, I'm really curious about what um, leaders do influences um, do in a situation like this? Is it uh, because they are seeing leaders themselves not necessarily follow protocol? Is it is that what is influencing this behavior, or is you know I'm yeah. just curious about what informs what informs the stigmatization of people who do want to follow protocol? It's it's a really interesting one. So the, it, it it's something that I think we'll definitely look up uh, on. And then you said there are communities in urban areas that are behaving differently? Yes, so our township communities initially really struggled with lockdown. Mm. 
So, so it was a huge economic disaster, literally, um, for the entire informal sector in, in townships. Um, but the, the, the entire social structure works differently. When you're sharing a household with um, a large number of people, when you're taking a taxi to work every day, it's just harder to practice the preventative measures. And then it becomes more important to do the mask wearing and hand washing, of course, if the social distancing is difficult. Mm. Um, but but the, the, they actually moment, at the moment doing very well. It looks like Gauteng is actually doing best at the moment compared to a year ago where they were one of the worst regions. That's very... <laughs> That's very interesting. I mean, uh, maybe clubs, uh, you know, being shut down is something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but but are we, are people, I mean, I know that we were talking a lot about the third wave. Do you find, and I'm not sure when was the last time you checked in, but do you find that people are paranoid about what may come? Well, yes and no. Mm. So... So about two-thirds are very fearful at the moment that others are not sticking to the right behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see that, I mean, having 35% of our citizens that just say, you know, this is a load of nonsense is a very high percentage. Mm. So because they will still have the um, ability to actually spread the virus if they don't mm-hmm. have it, mm-hmm. or if they have it, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of this cluster, there's also about a third of them that say if they have COVID, they actually won't declare it mm. if they don't have heavy symptoms. Now, mm-hmm. that's a worry, of course, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so even having COVID, they won't then start telling people about it or sanitize And they'll it. carry on. They'll just carry on like it's yeah. normal. And Andrea, yeah. how are the, the healthcare workers doing? The healthcare workers are doing well. So it's it's been a huge boost, of course, um, to have had the vaccines to them. Mm. But the interesting thing, Pamela, is that they are the most trusted mm. um, segment of our society. <laughs> so... With regards to the vaccine or everything, anything around COVID, we've seen quite clearly that the health experts, the personal doctor or nurses, followed then by the World Health Organization, have the highest reputation. Yeah, that's now that's interesting because yeah. it means citizens listen to science. <laughs> yeah. No, this this it's actually good news. It's it's really mm, really good very news. Good news. Um, the the very difficult one, Andrea. The finances are you know are we starting to see a recovery? Are people starting to kind of get up on their feet? What are we seeing there? So there seems to be a slight recovery. When when asked, um, have, are you recovering? People mm. say yes. However, when we ask them the detailed questions around um, whether they still need to sell some of the assets, mm-hmm. use their savings, mm-hmm. um, loan money, etc. Mm-hmm. The numbers still keep rising. Sure. So, so I, I, I'm concerned about the economic crash mm-hmm. still. And um, I think whilst people have become used to spending less mm-hmm. and just having to do make do with less, um, people are struggling economically and financially. Yeah, and, and there are dynamics around answering questions um, on that because it, it's yes. also something to do with shame. You know, people feel shame yeah. by, by admitting yeah. just how bad things are. So, you know, there, there probably will be a bit more, um, 
you know, conservative in how they respond to those questions. Well, yes. thank you. Thank you so much, Andrea. Lovely talking to you as usual. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Andrea Radamea is a CEO of Ask Africa, and we'll put up um, some of the, the information up on our social media platforms.